We are back once again on Bucks and Brews. Uh, Nick, I got fun stuff this week, my friend. Oh, all right. I do. So, you know how I love mitten brewing, right? I do know this. I, I grabbed a peanuts and cracker jack, which is my favorite for mitten brewing. Oh, that's great. I have a gingerbread cookie milkshake stout from Rochester Mills. There you go. 12 days of Christmas in it up. Damn right. And then I have a Huckleberry Jam from Cider Boys. Oh, I haven't had that. That sounds great. It is fantastic. I, I am so excited about this week. I don't even care what we're talking about because I'm going to drink some great beers here. Dude, I, I went with, you know, something just so I can uh, keep the Christmas spirit. Uh, I, I have some more of the Frankenmuth Christmas Town Ale, um, and I think I'm going to go buy two more cases probably this weekend uh, because they're such a good deal. Uh, I David David showed me the other day. There's this 99 pack of PBR on sale at Meyer, um, and it's literally $64, and then it'd be 75 out the door with my my can deposit. And uh, I, I really. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink them and sing the song the entire time, right? 98 kids of beer on my belly, 98 kids. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's gonna be really fun for me. Uh, really excited about today's episode. Uh, we're joined today by TJ. Uh, we're gonna talk about some insurance. We're gonna talk about how to save you money. Some ideas of uh, you know what you're doing wrong with your current insurance guy and how he can how he can help you with anything that you need to insure in your life. I mean, I, I'm not rich enough to have one of those big fancy rings that I need to insure for like 50,000. I mean, yes, I do TJ. It got, it's here, but it's getting stolen tomorrow. So <laughs> right now, um, TJ, thanks so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're drinking today. All right. Thanks so much for having me here. I really appreciate the invite. Um, my name is TJ Simmons, and I'm an insurance agent, like they mentioned. My dad and I own an insurance agency that my grandpa started, and uh, we help people with their insurance of any sorts. Like he said, we home, auto, life, health, business, rentals, boat, RV, you name it, we do it. Um, as far as what I'm drinking, I was talking to the guys a little bit before we hopped on, uh, my fiance and I are not huge drinkers, but I do enjoy drinking. Um, she cleaned out our fridge just the other day and she left me, there's six different beers in here that I haven't even looked at since I've been sitting here. And I told the guys, I'll read them off to them and they can choose what I'll drink. So here we go. Um, the first one is a rainbow seeker from Blake's, Blake's. hard cider. That one sounds pretty good. Um, the second one is an apple crisp hard cider from Chill Hill, Baroda, Michigan. Um, so that sounds pretty interesting. Uh, the third one is also that. I think I might have actually had three of these. I think this fourth one is also that. And then we have a Milwaukee Best Ice. Oh, yeah. And this is a tall boy, so oh. that one would do me in. Uh, and then the last but not least, I think the most common is this Blue Moon uh, Belgium White. So what am, what am I drinking? I'm voting the Milwaukee's Beast all day. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm I'm throwing obviously TJ, you're gonna be the deciding factor because there's two of us. I think you should drink that Blake's because that sounds delicious. I was gonna say the rainbow, but I really think that I mean he's he didn't tell us that he's never had a Milwaukee's beast in his life. And that I think that's true. Your, that's like your manhood card right there. But TJ, <laughs> right. TJ, I won't make you go through it right now. We're gonna get together and we'll drink that Milwaukee's beast. So uh David and I are going with the rainbow. Oh, all right. I was going to say, why don't I start with the Milwaukee, and then if I finish you, I'll go to the rainbow. No, we, we don't go with the ifs. We go with the guarantees. So start start with the uh, start with the rainbow so you have some great flavor in your mouth. All right. 5.5% too, so it should be great. Yeah, I say, yeah. Five, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How much uh, is yours? My my uh, 6% on my Christmas Town Ale, so. Okay. Yeah, I uh, six on the mitten and five and a half on the uh, Rochester. I brought a few. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, TJ, insurance is uh, in, it's something in Michigan, at least you have to have dry. You know, you have to have uh, car insurance. I know there's other states where you don't have to. But right. We would say people that have houses. I mean, you have to have that renters at, at one point in your life. I mean, even health insurance, right, is a thing. So insurance is in everybody's life. It's, it's usually a financial decision that people have to make. Um, I know owning rentals, right? I shop insurance every once in a while uh, just to save some money. So, uh, you know, we're going to start out with like the first question of the financial because we're a financial podcast. What is, you know, is money my biggest factor when it comes to insurance? Well, I think, I guess I would answer that with a question. What's most important to you? Is money. Your, uh, sorry, what was that? Money. Money's yeah, money. Exactly. So, so if money is most important to you, then there's your answer right there. Money can be the most important factor. But I, as an agent, take the time to kind of educate you, you know, you can buy the bare bones policy, but you got to understand what you're buying. I mean, it's $175 a year for a reason, right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I have I have some clients that do that. They own the house outright. If we're talking investment specifically, um, they own the house outright and they don't feel the need to insure it for X amount. They want it, you know, bare bones, liability, actual cash value. Um, and they're paying cheap, cheap, cheap premiums um but then i have other guys that want the coverage you know that's what's more important than them than the cost so i think it goes by preference uh i always tell people like one thing i say is if you have a mortgage do full replacement and do the better coverage because you don't want to get yourself screwed over and end up filing or having to sell your investments or start over so now when you said you said cash value, um, or like actual cash value, so I can, I mean, I can insure for, like, what my house would cost to get built, or or how else could I insure it? I guess. So can you explain that to me? Yeah, absolutely. So what you just said is right for the other one. Um, actual cash value is what it would be. <clears throat> said it was worth right now depreciated um so if you had replacement costs there's two options that are very common there's actual cash value you could see the acronym acv or there's replacement cost which is rc 
replacement cost is going to be 2020 material and labor costs of your house. So if your house was to have a total loss, it's going to cost you X amount to rebuild it in 2020. That's replacement cost. Uh, actual cash value is going to be the true value of your home now. So let's say your home was built in 1998 and it has not been remodeled since and you have a total loss. Let's use the kitchen specifically. Uh, if the kitchen was, you know, the cabinets were 1998 cabinets, they're going to depreciate the value of the cabinets from 2020 down to 1998. And that's how much money you're going to get. So sure, some so investors are fine with that. So my, so fine my, with it. my cabinets back in 98 cost me a hundred dollars to where now, I mean, there's a lumber shortage in 2020. So my cabinets cost me 350 bucks. I would lose that 250. Like I'd have to pay the new price to make it up. Okay. Um, and that's the same. That's the same with everything then. Right. So like my, my toilets, I mean, just everything in the house. Think bigger, your roof. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, roofs back in the day, right? You can get them done for four grand. Now they're costing seven. So, I mean, that's... just pay But not only that, 13. but I think you, you have to think about it, though. Uh, remember the word depreciated value, because not only are they... It, it's not the thought that they're basing it off of what it would cost in 1998. They're basing it off that it was installed in 98 and it's been depreciated since. And so, um, you know, that roof that's 25 years old, how much is that roof really worth? You know, uh, um, a million bucks, bro. So, <laughs> no. so now when it comes to cars, um, you know, we had somebody on here kind of talking about uh, gap insurance and uh, full coverage, you know, like, because when you get a car loan, you have to get full coverage and gap insurance, right, covers your loan. Is that something that you guys sell? So we offer gap coverage on auto policies. There is an endorsement that you can add to your insurance that would be gap coverage uh that obviously we don't really promote a ton we promote it if you have a loan on the vehicle um but a lot of times you know that endorsement on our auto policy could be 13 dollars for the whole 12 months sure. and then you look at the auto dealership and they're making you pay like $80 a month for gap insurance <laughs> through their finance, uh, through the finance program. And uh, I just, I've heard it a lot when I used to do auto insurance that they're like, you already got the gap insurance taken care of. So you don't need to give that to me because I got that with the loan. And then I'm like, well, how much are you paying for that gap insurance? She's like, well, it's like 40 bucks a month. It's not a big deal. And then I look at how much it would cost for me to give them gap insurance. It's like $14 a year. Sure. So you, you can buy them out of that. That's pretty awesome. So um, anybody that's got gap insurance out there, right? Like maybe check with your, because most people don't know that. Like I thought you could only buy the in, gap insurance from like a car dealer or something like that. Um, that's good to know that you can go to a regular insurance person and, and buy that. Right. And it wouldn't be a separate policy. It would just kind of be like, I guess a good word for non-insurance people would just be kind of like a rider to your yeah. auto policy. Sure. 
Um, now, car insurance. Why? What? What are some factors to go into making auto insurance expensive, and how can I shop around for you know cheaper insurance and things like that? What are What are some of my best tips to find a good insurance price? Well, a big thing that I always suggest that uh, not a lot of people think of because they don't work in insurance is to bundle your home and auto. Uh, I know it's like advertised a lot, but we find a lot of people that haven't thought about it. Um, And some of our carriers that we work with will even give you a discount if you're with the same uh, agency. So that's a thing. Uh, But so there's the multi-policy discount if you have like a car and a home with one place. Uh, there's the multi-car discount. And one thing that is kind of cool that not a lot of people know that not all insurance carriers do, but let's say that you are living with a girlfriend or you're living with a few guys and you all live at the same address and your parents kicked you off of their auto. Um, triple A for an example, would actually allow you guys to have one insurance policy if you live in the same household. And as long as you guys can figure out the bills, you know, because you can see how much, you know, this Jimmy's car costs this much, Tommy's car costs this much. And because you're together, then you can get the multi-car discount. Um, If one of you are a good student, you could get the good student discount. And that could help, you know, with your costs quite a bit, especially when you're younger, when you're under 26, your insurance costs more. Uh, there's the young driver surcharge. That's huge. I had no clue that you could do it with random people that lived in the same household as you. Um, had to live in the same household. Yep. All I have to do is just find a really smart guy who who doesn't have any tickets and or a grandma. Oh, dude, I'm gonna live. That's it, man. Like, I'm doing that. So I think that's a great idea. So I'm going to ask this, TJ, because I have a 25-year-old. Okay. Now, when she turns 26, is it in her interest to get her own policy? So I think that it's there's a few things. There's a few ways to look at that question as well, because you have to look at your own interest as well. Because what I would just suggest is when she does turn 26, just quote it out both ways. Have your agent quote her by herself and then just do a quick requote with all of the companies that they work with, with her on there. If you're okay with that. Cause like to give an example, my dad, we moved out and I could have stayed on his policy with him, but it actually was cheaper for me to be on my own and for him to be on his own because I'm a young driver. So that was a surcharge, but he had a speeding ticket. So that was messing up mine. And so I got cheaper by being on my own. And then he got cheaper by getting me off of his. Hmm. That's very interesting. So, yeah. Say so parent, parents, parents watching this, like kick your kids off is what TJ just said. Um, <laughs> no, I know that's, it's bad. My dad is an advocate for that though. I'm 23 and I have my own health insurance too. Cause I had my own health insurance policy when I was 19 years old. <laughs> There you go. So well, and that's something I'll be shopping for her, you know, before she's 26 here. Because full disclosure, I work in health insurance. Nice. 
And when she turns 26, she drops off of mine automatically. So by April, she's going to have to find her own policy. And of course, dad has to help with that because he's the one that knows about health. <laughs> yep. Think, uh, yeah. That's what we all do. So, and so now you said you said you do business insurance. I guess what type of insurance can you get for a business? So I think if I'm remembering them all, there's five lines uh, and I'll try to just name them off as I go. There's general liability policy, which I like to say is suing situations. Um, so anytime that you or your business is in jeopardy of getting sued, the general liability policy can come into play. Um, there's a property policy, so pretty self-explanatory. Any property at all that the business owns, whether that's inventory or buildings, um, that can be insured. There's the commercial auto policy. So commercial autos, uh, commercial trailers, dumpsters, uh, things like that you'd want to put on the commercial auto, as well as hired and non-owned auto coverage. That's if someone that you hired is driving for you, they can have coverage. It's pretty big in business. Um, and then the umbrella policy as well, that is the over liability coverage. So to give you a quick example, let's say your auto commercial auto policy has a million dollars of coverage and your driver hits a dentist and they break both of their hands and they sue your company for 1.5 million. If you don't have an umbrella policy, you are on the hook for that extra $500,000. So once you buy that umbrella policy, that covers that extra $500,000. So, and then the last policy with business is workers comp, which is probably honestly the most common policy in business. So everybody's always talking about, you know, they work comp or they don't want their work comp claim and their employees getting hurt on the job and stuff like that. Um, so I think that was five. Uh, those are the main ones. There's a few like ancillary ones. Like there's an inland Marine policy for like moving equipment and there's like professional liability for like lawyers, um, things like that. There's a few other ones like that, but those are the main ones. And, uh, yeah, I can really do any business at all. There's quite a, there's many ways to save coverage, but it's kind of different per industry. Like, you know, a nice trick I like to give manufacturing companies is that if your machines are so big that they never move and they're implemented into the ground, you can actually cover that with your building instead of your equipment. And building coverage costs less than equipment coverage. So there's little tricks like that in every single industry. Um, just got to have the right agent that knows what he's doing. You probably know if you work in health insurance, this there's tricks, tips and tricks to work the system. It's a system for a reason. It's meant that, to be working. It's absolutely true. <laughs> so making a friend with your insurance agent is definitely a good idea. Absolutely. <laughs> I tried to make friends, okay? <laughs> it, it's difficult for you, isn't it, Nick? Actual statement, man. So, um, you know, I think, so, we, we, you know, you brought up, or I brought up a ring, right? And so at what point, at what point should I have my things that, of, of what I think are value insured? 
Well, a, a main point with that, and not just rings, you could use this in any aspect. Like if you're talking about got some autographed baseballs, man, you know, I mean, a few hundred bucks a pop and stuff like that. So it's like, what, uh, you know, do I get them insured? Do I not, you know, like, does it, is it covered with my basic homeowners? Yeah. So if we're speaking home and personal, um, property, that what I was tr- going to say is your deductible is usually what I would use as a base thought process that you shouldn't schedule anything that costs less than your deductible. So your deductible is what you pay to have a claim going. So majority of the time, a homeowner's deductible is $1,000. So if you have something that's not worth more than $1,000 to you, and I even tell my clients even, you know, up to $2,000, because at that point, insurance is only paying out as much as you're paying out. Um, So, you know, maybe once it gets over $2,000, then you can start to think about actually scheduling it on the policy. But if it's not scheduled, you have to make a claim to uh, have it covered. And that's paying out your deductible of $1,000. And so everything that is scheduled, you don't have to make a claim, but then there's added premium onto the policy. So I haven't worked in personal homeowners in like about two years, but I think the usual average is like for every $5,000 worth of covered scheduled stuff, whether it's a $5,000 wedding ring, $5,000 worth of ammo, $5,000 worth of art, it usually is around $100 worth of premium. Okay. So, I mean, you know, every... Every, every few years, I can just keep buying a new ring instead of paying my insurance coverage. I think that's what I'm going to do. So Just just um, do it. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Uh, you probably have some people from our Facebook group uh, listen. I won't mention a name, but I had someone from there, a really young guy, um, tell me that he needs to schedule a $19,000 engagement ring. That is fantastic. Good for him. And he's younger than me. <laughs> working his butt off man i'm hoping i hope he paid cash whoever so it is, if I, you're if you're listening shout out <laughs> yeah say uh you know an engagement ring i hope i hope she doesn't know and she catches on that like the bank account just dropped 20 grand um <laughs> so this is this person now knows where the money went um right he said he bought a house it's actually yeah a- yeah the entire engagement ring. Um, so I say, I you know, we, we can't we can't deny your background. As much as I want to avoid it, because I didn't get to go to Florida and didn't get that invite. You're, you're sitting on, you're sitting on a boat right now. Um, I you know I know I know you can uh, you can get insurance on your on your boat. What is it? What does it usually cover on things like like so? If I have an ATV or if I have um, you know, I go to Silver Lake, so my, my sand dune, or, uh, when I go racing Dodge Vipers, uh, you know, can I get coverage for all my racing stuff? Yeah, so policies like that, like a um, recreational vehicle policy, uh, they have a section that's an endorsement or a rider that would be called scheduled equipment. Um, and you don't actually have to list what you're scheduling, but you can put a dollar limit to it. And so what that is, is, you know, if you're thinking about your bike 
think about everything you need to operate your bike, whether that's what you're wearing or what's on your bike, but it isn't actually your bike. All of that stuff would be covered under that. So the reason that it's like that is because if you think about it, if you're wearing all this expensive gear and you do crash, all of your gear is going to get messed up too. So it's like, yeah, it's a shirt that cost me $200, but it's also part of my biking gear. So your biking policy can cover it. Yeah. No, I, I had that happen. I, I told it, I've told it on a couple of bikes in my life and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I always, I always add the, uh, the accessories and stuff to it. Right. Because every bike I get, I'm throwing, I'm throwing a radio on it. I got saddlebags on it. Um, right. I'll, I'll have a windshield sometimes, um, for, you know, so I, I always, I mean, my led lights, I deck the thing out. Right. So, I think one of them, I probably made more money off my accessories than I did the bike itself. <laughs> um, no, you know, and I think that that's like the only insurance I actually enjoy is because like they really, I mean, they pay out really crappy on the value of it, but they at least pay it out. And I think that's, you know, if I can make something back on something that I have nothing of, I enjoy that. You know, you saying that makes me think of something I thought of last year when one of our progressive reps came in. Hopefully he never listens to this. Um, but uh, it was and I don't condone this at all. And I, I, I've never done this either. And you've seen my camper. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, he was came into our office and said that progressive is doing this new um, like pull behind camper trailer coverage policies that the the camper could be any age and you can put agreed value coverage on it so you, you could have like a 1960 camper that's a piece of poop and uh insure the thing for 10 grand obviously you're going to pay the premium it's going to be a pretty premium but uh you could do that if you wanted to and when it and when it breaks going down the highway and sends it into a tree you made 10 grand you just described your your camper to the whole world as a 1960 camper. So. <laughs> it's actually an 87. Thank you very much. 87 Honda. How dare <laughs> Jayco. Um, yeah, I say. Uh, so I I flip houses and TJ flips campers. That's really what's happening right now. You should see the inside of this thing. It's is it done yet? It's close. Yeah, I say, um, I really, I really enjoy when people like take on projects and like you get to watch on Facebook like the, the like it going and you're like, all right, this is something I'm probably gonna end up doing, uh, and then I'll buy it. Like I have a camper that just sits there right now. I'm like, it's a pop up. It, it does. It does nothing. <laughs> when I um, bought my camper, uh, I had a pop up, and I don't know if you know this or not, but. The day that I bought my camper, I found it on Facebook Marketplace for $500, and I had a pop-up camper uh, that we've used quite a bit, and I put it up on Facebook Marketplace that same day for $1,000 and sold it and uh, bought the hard top with AC and a working furnace and a bathroom for $500. Bucks. Wow. <laughs> um, now, can you insure vacant land? You can for liability. For liability, okay. So, um, and, and for somebody that doesn't know what liability means, CJ, 
So liability, like I said earlier, is any suing situation. So to give you an example with Nick's vacant land is um, I was actually talking to one of my buddies who owns a six acre parcel in Wyoming that uh, is vacant. And he has me insure liability because he brings up a great example of if what if there were some thugs that, you know, got on the land and were sh- shot someone and someone got killed on, on his land. And then the Sue happy person finds out that Mr. Whatever owns the land. And so let's sue him because it was his land. So obviously it was his fault. Um, so like that situation, your liability policy is going to, uh, it's going to put lawyers in the courtroom for you. It's going to fight for you. Um, a term that they like to use is your liability has a duty to defend. Um, so that's what a liability is for. So, so when the, when the kids climb the tree on my property and they fall out of it and break their arm, I, I can not have to pay out of my pocket. Well, you have to pay your deductible if it's your policy, but um, if it's a rental property and your tenant has renter's insurance, their liability insurance would cover it. Yeah. I've started to make my tenants have renter's insurance just because um, I've heard way too many people. And that brings me to my next thing. Like way too many people are fighting insurance companies because, right, like I feel like insurance companies never want to pay, right? Like we pay all this money and they never pay out. What, what's the story with this? How do I get them to pay what I'm rightfully due? Um, you know, I, I get sold all these things. Hey, it's going to cover this. It's going to cover it. And, it. and I feel like it never covers anything. Yeah. I mean, there's a combination to that answer of understanding what you're buying and making sure that you're getting told the correct information because and, and then, you know, to go even further with that thought process, the person that's telling you that information might think it's correct. <laughs> and at that point, it's his fault. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's about who you work with at that point. But um, Can I sue my insurance guy? Hmm? Can I sue my insurance guy? Well, yeah. So all insurance companies have what's called E&O insurance. So. You know, we have remote agents that are, my dad and I have five 1099 employees that if they were to ever have a situation like that, that, you know, they told someone that on, on a recorded call that they have coverage for X and then a claim happens and they don't have coverage for X. Uh, guess what? The insurance company is going to pay for it because you said they have coverage for it. And then they're going to sue your insurance agency. And then your insurance agency is going to make a claim on their insurance policy, um, Liberty Mutual insures our agency. <laughs> we have insurance for our insurance agency. Um, and then they would pay out that claim. And then that 1099 agent would have to pay the deductible for that claim. Sure. Huh. So I got a good question here, TJ, while we're talking about suing people. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> did you just say what I thought you said, Don? Okay, my wife's on the same page as me. So let's say I trust my insurance agent and I'm getting ready to go on a trip and my car insurance is due. And I call said agent and I say, here's my credit card number, pay my insurance. Okay, is that out of the ordinary? To pay your insurance? (laughs) Well, to ask, to say, hey, 
I call you, TJ, and I say, here's my credit card number, pay the insurance. Is that, that happens, right? So uh, I guess I'll answer that with a question. Are you, if your agent is independent, yes, 100%. Yes. That happens to me all day. I take, I could probably show you literally the first place I look on my desk. This is a routing and an account and a routing number, right? A routing and account number right here. Literally the first thing I pick up. So yes, that happens to me all day that people are giving me their payment information and I'm going onto the website and I'm paying the premium. So I come back from my vacation, let's say, in this hypothetical world. And I see that my credit card has $500 worth of iTunes charged on it. <laughs> I call my credit card and I say, I don't have iTunes and I've been in Honolulu for the last 10 days. I didn't do this. And they go, oh, okay. And then I get a call a month later from the owner of the insurance company saying, hey, did this happen? What would happen to said insurance agent if uh, they ran up $500 worth of iTunes charges on my card? So there's a few things to that. One, there's a principle of every agency. So like my dad is the principal of our agency. So, you know, it would fall back onto him. But a big thing that not a lot of people know is that um, every single state has a insurance commissioner and regular citizens are actually allowed to report insurance agents to the insurance commissioner. And he is the almighty in charge of the insurance industry of that state. Um, and he can take away your license and he can fine you. He can jail you. Um, he can do really whatever he feels fit to uh, what happened in your situation. You know, there's and when you get your insurance license, you learn all of this and, there, and you take an exam and, you know, you you promise to follow rules and you can get your license taken away like that and you can get fined like that. Um, so, so, yeah. David, David gave his credit card information to somebody and just told them to pay something. Um, David, I feel like you're liable for that 500 bones, bro. You gave your credit card out. <laughs> According to my credit card company, I was not liable for it because I didn't make the payment or I didn't make the No, you're not liable for that so, at all. That's that's BS. And, and, you know, that um, the principal probably fired that age, I would hope. Well, actually, here's what happened. So this came to light because somebody else that used this agent had a fire and it burned down their house. And they didn't call the agency because it was on the weekend. So they called whoever they were insured with. So, you know, let's say they had, you know, XYZ agency. They didn't call them. They called right. like auto owners. Right. Yep. And said, hey, my house burned down. And auto owners goes, that's really nice. You don't have a policy with us. Uh, and they said, well, yeah, I do. I, I paid the bill last month. And they go, yeah, you were canceled due to non-payment seems that this particular agent was, you know, taking money and just not putting it towards. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. You know, I heard, I've heard back in the old days, um, it's not like that anymore. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess if your agency structured that way, it could be like that. But what I heard back in the old days is agents used to have like a million dollar cash flow because, what it was is that their clients would give them their premiums 
and then they'd have 30 to 60 days to pay the carrier. And so, you know, some of my accounts are $50,000 and you got these agents that have 10, $50,000 accounts due in June and they're just sitting there balling like they're millionaires when really it's borrowed time. And now, you know, situations like that, <laughs> but yeah, that's insane. Was that local West Michigan? That was in West Michigan. Um, that was in 2012, and she went to jail. Wow. Her name wasn't Dawn, was it? It was not. Good. Um, I can tell you, off, <laughs> offline, I can tell you. No, you're good. You're good. Um, that is, you know, uh, at one point, I probably had, I don't know, eight houses under eight different insurance companies. Um, I'm <laughs> like... I'm not lying. Sounds confusing. I would, I would call one and be like, hey, I need an update on this. And like, we don't insure that. I'm like, what? And then I call in a whole other company and I'm like, hey, I need this, I need this property. And they're like, oh, we have this one. And I was like, all right, what about the other, what about the other six or whatever? You don't have that with us. And like, like come to find out, I had just have them all spread out, right? Because like I I went with like that money thing. I was like, I want you to quote each property individual, like. Whoever gives me the cheapest deal, I'm kind of going with it. Um, and then I sat with somebody. I sat with somebody and I was like, look, I want a go-to person. I just want to call one person. That's it. Um, and when I call you, I want you to pick up the phone. Like, that's my biggest thing. I barely, I never call my agent, right? Like, right now, my agent, I mean, I still don't even have, I only have a few things with my current agent. I don't know where the heck the rest of them are, to be honest with people. Uh, which is horrible. I should figure my life out. But right, like when I call, I'm like, hey, I want this, this. Um, I know when I bought my motorcycle, like I call, I called my agent. And he picked up a phone. And I was like, hey, I need insurance quote for my motorcycle. Um, and I think 30 minutes went by and I didn't hear anything. So like I hopped online, was like progressive, boom. I, I need to get on this bike. Let's go. Right. Like I'm sitting here itching. I was like, I've been on a bike in years. And so he finally gets back to me like two hours later. And I was like, yeah, no, you, you don't have the policy. I don't really care if you save me money. Like I wanted to ride and I want to ride right now. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, that's our biggest competition, you know, that, that's a really big competition for insurance industry right now is insure tech is what they call it. And that's just online quoting, you know, like uh, another really big one is lemonade. Um it's ruining the independent world. But at the same time, it's like our uh, partners are our own worst enemies because it's like Progressive is one of our biggest writers for auto insurance in Michigan. And then they have a direct program. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's just, you know, it, I, think, I think insurance is just something that people hate so much they don't want to deal with it very long. And so, yeah. I mean, like viewers out there like I don't have TJ for anything um I mean we talk quite a bit but it's just because I'm lazy right like if <laughs> my man <laughs> like if if TJ were to just say hey just hand, you know if you were to reach out to me and say hey I need I need these things from you I would probably just he knows my other agent for some of my stuff I'd be like hey just call him get all the information you need and tell him that you I want to quote like and if he doesn't do that, I'll I'll call him and say, hey, give him the information. Like, because I don't want to do anything, right? Like, I I want to focus on my business, not focus on 
the coverage of it. I mean, it's important, but. Do you know, uh, I, I, maybe some of your viewers do as well, but um, you know Mitch? Mitch Pater? Yeah. Uh, so I probably met Mitch over a year ago now, um, and we became pretty close friends. Um, and I probably quoted his insurance like within a month of meeting him. And he's just like you. He don't want to do jack squat. Yeah. Um, and we literally bound his policy today. There it took go. me that, that long to finally get this man who is at a thousand different places a second to finally, you know, do something. Because he's just like you, you know, he doesn't want to do anything. He literally, he literally sent a three-way email to his current agent and me. And he said, yeah. hey, I want to switch to him. That's, it's like, like, dude, it doesn't, it's not that easy. I wish it was. <laughs> it, it, it should be, right? Because I, you know, I can, I can go on, I can go on to online, as you said, I can go online and just be like, hey, or I can have my wife fill out all the information, get to the end and be like, yes, I want this. This is me, right? Like they'll call me and I'll answer like everything. Hey, Nick is is, you know, your property in Wyoming, is this your property? Yes. Do you want this insurance? Yes. Boom. Done. Like, see it. Uh, you know, you'll, the only way I know my insurance is because I go onto my phone and check my bank account and I'm like, oh, I have Hanover citizens. That's who my, like, right. Like I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about calling them and canceling because we had to get my wife's car towed. And I'm not really sure if I have towing on my, on my vehicles or not. I mean, granted it's a hundred bucks, but like I can get it back. And so they, they didn't answer their 1-800 number sucked. And it's like, the one thing I told my agent is like, dude, if I call you the, the two times a year that I call you is literally just because I actually need something. Otherwise I never really need you. You just tell me when you need me. Otherwise I don't care. Like I want to go drink a beer, not sit here and talk about stuff that costs me money. Like you are just <laughs> cost. You make me. You, you people make me $0 in this world. You make me nothing. So I'm going to bring this up because it happened like five minutes ago. Um, we got really excited because TJ held up a can for you that listen to the podcast. Uh, TJ has cracked, cracked open the, uh, the Milwaukee's best ice there. What do you think of that, TJ? I think it's very similar to a domestic. It's like a little bit rougher. Uh, like a little bit rougher than the piss water that I yeah. do like a lot. <laughs> Her story. It's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's pretty similar. <laughs> you know you're an alcoholic when you say Milwaukee's beast is just a little bit, okay? Beast is like, it's it's rough, man. I mean, it's it's not a malt <laughs> yet, but it, it's, it, it reminds me of Natty Ice. Oh, Natty yeah. Natty's. Yeah, this is similar to Natty Ice for yep. sure. Dude, you guys... You guys in your lingo now. Okay. We have Milwaukee's Beast and Natty Daddies. Okay. There's no, whatever you, I don't even know what that's called. Best? That's not even a thing in my language. No, it's the Beast. Best ice. <laughs> so, but still, I mean, Milwaukee's Beast. Hey, this one's 5.9. See, that's a big, that's a beast of a beer. My uh, fiance just left to her friend's house. Uh, she's probably going to come back to me hammered. I'm hoping. Um, so, so if, if Milwaukee, if Milwaukee's Beast is watching, though, we really want sponsorship from them. Um, Please. Nick, Nick will drink that like crazy. That is a grown I'll do game. the Milwaukee 40 hands if you uh, sponsor us. There you go. 
So I think I need to ask this, TJ. So rules in Michigan changed car insurance-wise over the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Can you talk about the good and the bad of that? I can try, but I'll just be blunt. I do mostly commercial. Okay. So I, I've been on the sideline, but I've been involved. So we, we won't hold you to anything. Yeah, good. So basically the biggest thing that happened was it's called like um, personal auto reform or auto insurance reform in Michigan. And so the biggest thing in Michigan that we had that not a lot of other states had was unlimited PIP. So in 1978, I think it was, we started this thing called the MCCA Fund, which is the Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association Fund. And every single person that has a auto policy in the state of Michigan, which if you own a vehicle, you are required by law to have an auto policy. So everybody that owns a vehicle has to pay in X amount a term to this fund. So every single person listening to this right now, and both of you, if you look at your auto policy, probably close to the bottom, right above where it says total premium, you're going to see a, a line that says MCCA fees. And that was um, lowered this July 2nd, 2020. Um, that was lowered from, it was just lowered, I think, from 120 households. $120 per car per term to $90 per car per term. That's something I'm not 100% sure on, but I know it was lower. It, so it could be, it's, it's six months. It's six months. Six month term. So if you have a 12 month policy, you paid times two of that. Uh, the other thing with that fee, what that fee means you know it's like okay well fee cool what is it so in michigan if you were in a car accident and you have medical bills your auto insurance pays it forever so to give you an example in 2013 we had a lady in hudsonville get hit by a semi truck when she was riding a moped and she's still alive today but she is um I mean, I say this in the nicest way. I'm not trying to say this funny, but she's like a vegetable. Mm. Um, and so she's had th more than that. She's literally, so we have a running total of her claim amount right now. And it's around $6.4 million since, since 2013. And that's all been paid out by the insurance company under the auto insurance because it was an auto accident. And so the difference between Michigan and let's say Ohio is that in that situation, if that situation happened in Ohio, that insurance policy would have maxed out at $550,000, which was probably three or four visits for her. Sure. So that lady would probably unfortunately not be alive today if that was the case, because her family would be bankrupt. Her family just, it wouldn't be feasible. I mean, $6.4 million, come on. Um, so, so for some reason, Michiganders thought we should make that optional. <laughs> so July 2nd, um, gave the option to not have unlimited PIP anymore and not have to pay for unlimited PIP. And so 
I think that's like, that's a good point, you know, because I, I, I do talk about, right, I want the cheapest and I want money, right? But I also have a wife who is not that side of things, right? She works in the medical field. My wife sees this stuff constantly. And like, this was coming up and my wife doesn't get involved in finances. We talk about this all the time, right? My wife couldn't give a shit less about how much I spend. <laughs> like, just doesn't care, right? But like, You're she, lucky. she hears this and she instantly was like, you will keep this. You will have this. You will not get rid of it. You will pay the money. Suck it up, buttercup. And I'm like, but I can go to a hundred bucks versus, you know, 150. And I was like, and she's like, I don't care. She's like, you're going to pay this. You're going to do this. And I was like, if it makes you happy, I don't know what it's for. I don't really care. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, look, you've apparently done research for the first time, like on anything <laughs> financially. I was like, I will do this gladly. Um, so I, you know, I still carry it. I know like when it was starting to change, it was like, Hey, does your, you know, cause now, now it's gone to where um, the question gets asked all the time. Hey, does your, does your work insurance pay first or does your car insurance? Um, because they want to know how much they have to cover you for. David probably knows a little bit about that too. Cause I do. do it health insurance because I do. if you're group health and if the health plan covers auto accidents and yeah it's, it's gotten insane like i you know i mean again i will cover it i mean right six million bucks i don't have six million bucks just laying around like I, that would i mean that would bankrupt me right and like everything i've earned in my life i would have to sell everything i wouldn't have a future i would just i would be done so um you know, sometimes sometimes insurance people are, are really having the best intent there. Um, so, TJ, um, I, I'm looking to figure out how do you know if you're getting involved with a good insurance guy? I mean, apparently David gets involved with people who like to buy Amazon card or uh, Apple <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> iTunes cards. Um, like what, you know, what, what's a good insurance agent? What should I look for? Uh, how do I find them? Well, he's like six foot three, like 220 pounds. Usually if you, uh, if you tell him you have a really good hunting spot, you'll probably find him. I, dude, I'll use your dad as an insurance agent. I like him better than you. <laughs> he's five foot nine, 300 pounds. <laughs> he bought me Jimmy no, no. You bought me Jimmy John's. What have you bought me? Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I made that joke because um, it's an ongoing joke with my dad and I. He always asks a question when we interview people. He says, um, what do you look for in a boss? And I'm always baffled that no one makes the joke about just like explaining, like just explaining him. Just like red hair, glasses. <laughs> <laughs> But so I think when it comes to an insurance agent for me, and this is just my opinion, obviously there are thousands of opinions, um, but I think where I strive to perform is being available and being informative. And so I make sure that I'm educated on what I'm talking about. I am young, but I love to learn and I try to know what I'm talking about because I've had situations in the past where I sound like an idiot because I don't. And so I think if your agent is being available 
and and open and willing to answer, willing to take that time to answer your questions, willing to go out of his way to, you know, really explain things to you, then you're working with a good person because there's too many agents out there that have gotten their time, they've gotten their dime and they don't spend their time on their clients and they are in it for the ride because a big thing with insurance as you know many people know is you know 10 years down the road you have a giant book of business and it's going to continue to pay you whether you work on it or not the only reason they leave is if they leave you and sure. so um and so a lot of times you get all these agents i mean there's a statistic out there it was probably two years ago i heard this so it might be more now but Two years ago, I heard 65% of all insurance agents are within five years of retirement. And so think of someone within five years of retirement. I mean, I'm not dogging the elderly at all, but uh, do you think that they are really putting in their, you know, full effort? And that's the 65% of the entire industry. So you got to find someone that is there for you. And, you know, I try to be passionate about what I do and, I think I show that in my work, but I mean, look for those types of things and who you work with and, but it's also your preference. You know, some people might find me overwhelming. Some people might find me annoying. Some people might just want, you know, bing, bang, done. Don't talk to me all year. Let me pay my premium. If it goes up, don't talk to me, you know, like, um, but yeah, I try, I, I think with my business clients is I try to catch up with them quarterly. And it's getting harder the bigger we get. But, um, you know, I always just want to let them know that I'm, I'm thinking about them and I'm cheering for their business. And, you know, I want them to succeed because all that's going to do is put me at the front of their mind and it's going to bring more business my way as well. So it's a win-win. I think this brings up a great point, too, because we had Rob on last week and we talked, you know, to him and he brought up um, – what was it, Nick, that was short on appraisers? Appraisers, yeah. Appraisers. There's not enough appraisers. They're, they're older. So, and now TJ brings up, you know, insurance agents. They're older. There's not enough of those. I know, with, you know, one of my, my third job is as a coach, I know that, you know, officials and umpires, they're older. We don't have enough of those. We're trying to talk Nick into coming back, but he keeps giving me the middle finger. Should I be an ump? I've been thinking about that. It pays decent money, let me tell you. You get like $55 for a single game or 90 bucks for a doubleheader. All right, I might come back now. Back in and, my day. And you get to yell at me. So, I mean, that's that's a bonus too. <laughs> when I used to walk uphill both ways to school, I mean, I was making like 35 a game. Okay, so 55, I'm in. But no, TJ, like you bring up a good point. Like, and that it's true. Like, people, you know, it's the old saying, right? Like you, you don't leave a bad job. You leave a bad boss, right? Like you don't leave a bad insurance, you know, um, you, you leave the agent. And like my, my first, I don't know when I probably owned three rentals or so, I, I called a guy, he was the owner of the company. Um, and right. Like, so I would call Jack constantly. I'm like, so Jack, Hey, like talk me through this. He was like, Hey, you want to be an agent? I was like, I'm thinking about it. And right, like I would, I would get through to Jack. All of a sudden, like I would call and I'd get like I'd get a, a secretary, and I'm like, look, this is an important matter. I need this done right now. Give me Jack. Oh, he's busy. 
no, this isn't a word for me, right? Like, I will drive down to your office, get, like, the, you officially have my life. Like, again, you're stopping me from hopping on a motorcycle right now, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, Jack, I, say, I, you know, I still respect the guy, but, you know, he... If you're just, talking about uh, who I think you're talking about, I, I'm i not a particular fan, but he did just win a national insurance award. So, probably, like, so props I walked, to him. I walk into his office and I was like, hey, what's that key for, right? And he's like, oh, uh, out here on 28th Street, a person got hit and I pulled I pulled him out of their car and all that. And I was like, dude, you're like you're like a superstar. And, you know, but... Like, and then all his sudden, head's he, as big as his office. Right? <laughs> He just, uh, right, like he just stopped being, he just stopped being that go-to that I needed. Again, I don't need my agent that often, but when I do, I want you to be there, right? Like it's, it, you're, again, you're there for when crap happens. So when crap happens, I need you there, right? <laughs> like that's plain and simple how it is. Like it's, it's, it's the here, like I'll, you have freedom for 364 days out of the year. That one, I, I officially need you. Um, right. I think you know, what it comes and, down and I, to is Nick and I are divas, so when we call it, pick up the damn phone. I know, right? But that also brings me to a point that's worth saying, but I, I appreciate your opinions as well. I actually had it um, probably about a year and a half ago now where uh, I was working with a guy on his presentations, and he owned, he asked me a pretty hard question, um, and I have a partner who's worked for my dad for 14 years and she is extremely smart and she has like a bunch of designations behind her name. And I mean, she's worked in this industry half my age. (laughs) And so um, he was put off that I had her answer the question. Um, And he was, uh, he actually used that point as the reason why he went with a different agent. Uh, because he said that his agent should know the answer. And so I kind of rebuttaled with, listen, buddy, we're a team. Like, this is my team. Like, like yes, I am TJ Simmons, but Shield Insurance is, is, who I, is who you're working with here. And so it's like, yeah, maybe TJ Simmons isn't the one who's answering your question, but Tammy is just as good, if not better. And it's like, you should be okay with that. Because like, but to your point, like you wanted to talk to Jack. Yeah. Like I, I guess when I call, when I, I think the situation was right. I called and I said, Hey, I need this information. Uh, Oh, I don't have that. Or, Hey, I need a quote. I'm not, I'm not insured. I can't give you that quote. Okay. At this point, I officially don't need to talk to you. You cannot do what I need. I need this answer. Right. Like, right. This is what I, I didn't call. Like I will call you on a Tuesday. I, I, I talk to my title company all the time. Just I'll get hit up on Facebook, like, hey, how's things going? I'm glad to see things are going well. But like when I call and I'm like, hey, I need to know, I need you to pull title on this, I need you to run background, like, right? She's like, she's instantly on it. Like just game over. Yep. I am focused. But right, I'm not calling to see how your day's going at this point. Like nope. I'm calling for the answer, right? Like, hey, my bike just got totaled out. I need to know my next step. Like just like Sunday, right? Sunday, my, my car is officially broke down. I need to know where, how far I can tow it, like what I can do. I don't, I don't just have these answers. And yes, you might've told me the first time, but dude, again, it's been 10 years since I've used a single tow package. I don't right. really care. <laughs> like, um, 
No. Yeah. No. As long as they're doing what you're asking them to do, you know, I think as you know, whether it's the main agent that's doing it or the, his secondhand person or her secondhand person, you know, like you said, you know, they weren't doing what you were asking. That's what was getting frustrated. But yeah, that's what we always try to just do what the customer asks. And that's what, you know, we're growing our team. We got two new people on our commercial side and that's what I'm trying to teach them is that, you know, don't leave the customer hanging more than a day. Like, you know, if they, if they ask for something and they make it a point that they want it that day, like, just do it. Like, just do it. <laughs> I, you know, and I hold myself to that standard in my business, right? Like my tenants know that if I don't respond within 24 hours, I, they have all rights to call me again and tell me, and I, and I will tell them exactly, Hey, this is my fault. Like I, should have responded. Like I take full credit for everything that I didn't do because my job is to be there for them. Right. I mean, and that's how I get the fact that I don't get a million calls. Right. <laughs> I mean, they, they know I'm actually there. Right. Um, well, I, I think it's really important, especially, you know, when you're running a company or if you're a boss, you need to surround yourself with talented people that know things. So, you know, when I was a head coach, I always tried to bring in people that knew as much as I did, if not more didn't necessarily think the way I thought, you know, Nick coached with me. I, you know, I can think of one time specifically, we had to sit down with a player who wasn't real happy and the parents weren't real happy. And I was willing to just cave at that point. <laughs> Nick used <laughs> literally the favorite line in, in my 17 year coaching career. So there were issues in volleyball and you called the coach. There were issues in school and you called the teacher. You didn't fix any of these issues now and you're bothering us. Why exactly? You already know your daughter's a pain in the ass. And, you know, it's funny because the lady looks at me and she's like, I don't like you. I don't like the way you responded. But you can see like the, the stepdad just standing there going. <laughs> he ain't lying. Like he pointed out. So, what? Right? Like. Oh. But uh, I'm assuming the daughter wasn't there when you said that about her. Oh, no, she was there. Oh, right there. <laughs> the daughter and the mom and the stepdad. Yeah. They were trying to tell us how horrible people we were. And Nick just literally regurgitated everything to them and goes, and you didn't take care of this? Why? Uh, where did you guys uh, coach at? We coached at Godwin Heights. Yeah, sorry. Oh, nice. I watched a post on Wyoming Inform today about that area of town and wasn't speaking very highly of it. <laughs> I was there for eight years. Um, great kids. Yeah. Horrible administration. One of my buddies taught there as the music guy. Uh, we've had a few. I say we. I'm not there anymore. They fired me. So, you know. <laughs> You, you weren't good enough. I got fired because I was a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> you were trying to make it better. I was. DJ, I'm not sure if you've listened to our podcast, watch anything, um, but David's, David's wife owns a business. Um, she does. And it's probably a business that you don't insure. Uh, what is it? It's, it's called break room therapy. Um, you, you get to go in and break stuff and take your aggression out or, or just have a good time. We're a rage no, room. I, I've, I've, I've communicated with this person, whether it was through Facebook or something. 
Sure. So I think I mean, so. I'll have to look into it sometime after this, but it, that rings a bell. Like I looked on the Facebook, like about, and it said owner at break room yeah. therapy. So now like this is, this is a different type of a business. Um, I mean, if she were to reach out to you, you could give her an insurance quote based off of what the business is and what she needs. Yeah, I, it would be probably not the smoothest, uh, you know, because it's not a mom and pop shop. I've heard of them, but uh, there's not a lot, but no standard carriers will insure them. Only excess and surplus lines carriers will. Uh, and so it would just be an application, a supplemental form that you'd have to fill out. And then me as the agent gets to submit it to an MGA and that MGA then can get to that access line and get that unique coverage needed. Um, and usually it's fairly pricey uh, for those types of companies. Um, I remember there was a post going around on social media about that like haunted house that was like it was like impossible to get through it alive or something and you had to sign that consent form that was like you were signing away your life or something. Yeah. And they had insurance somehow. I was like how the heck do they have insurance? <laughs> so you, you can insure like anything then. Um we uh we pay a hefty, uh, hefty fee. <laughs> There's only two national carriers that cover us. It, and it's funny, with them, one of them will cover a mobile unit. The other one will cover 13 to 17-year-olds. So the, the opposite one won't cover the other thing. So you got to choose one. Got to choose both. one. We, we chose the 17 to, or 13 to 17-year-olds. How uh, um, and, much of your luckily, knock on wood, no issues yet. Have you had quite a bit of 13 to 17 year olds? We actually have. We've had a lot of kids come in. Um, you know, coaching where I coached, I had a lot of kids that could use this. Oh, yeah. So when Dawn opened this, it was really important for her to be able to service teenagers. And we probably have two or three groups a week. That come in with underage kids sure no that, that, that's huge so um you know but I, did you um get a contract with the county jails we didn't you could like uh be like a therapy for the jail for the jail members because <laughs> you know they're all pissed off in there i mean i i just say that i mean this is a little personal my brother was in jail the other month for a few months and he is a hot head yeah and uh he would love that <laughs> you know i mean even if he got to go away like once a month to just blow off steam to not go to jail i mean i think that'd be huge you'd probably have to pat them down though once they come out just in case they try to grab something that broke <laughs> they take a few strings off um so uh tj if you could do us a favor tell everybody uh Again, who you are, where they can find you, if they have any insurance questions, how they can reach you or your company. Um, we, we appreciate you being on with us today, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So if I bored any of you with the insurance talk, I apologize. 
Um, I call myself an insurance nerd because it's not really boring for me, but I've been listening to it since I was like eight years old. So, um, but yeah, I am TJ Simmons. My dad and I own Shield Insurance Agency. We service Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois. We do personal lines, so home, auto, boat, RV, uh, and then we also do commercial lines. So if you own a business or if you own rental properties, commercial buildings, and then my dad specializes in health insurance, but I think that's about done. Um, so you're too late. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're based in Hudsonville. We have a remote office in downtown Grand Rapids in the water center. And then we also have an office in Rockford on main street. Um, my direct line is 616-377-4398. You can find me on Facebook, TJ Simmons, join Nick and I's investment group. Did, did no, don't join that. Okay. <laughs> Nobody will join. Nope. <laughs> Uh, or you can email me always tj simmons at shieldagency.com our uh, website is shieldagency.com you can get a quote right there online for your home or auto um and i think that's about it <laughs> yeah. you can find him at the local bar that sells milwaukee's best because he's now uh he's now all about the milwaukee's beast Actually, uh, my two favorite shots, because I like liquor more than beer, is um, the Pickleback. No, I'm done. Cut the video. <laughs> and uh, Dirty Girl Scout. Oh, Dirty Girl Scout. So good. Dirty Girl Scout. So good. <laughs> you would have just went with one. It would have been okay. The, the first one, dude. Somebody, somebody brought me something. They're like, do you want a Pickleback? And I was like, excuse me? And they're like, do you want a shot of pickle juice? And I was like, can you get out of my face? Like, don't, don't, don't talk to me right now. Like, I love the ones. I'm not going to do a shot of pickle juice in my alcohol. So, um, did you know that there's a bar in Marne called the Pickleback Bar? Yeah, just say. And you know, th this beard screams man. Okay, it doesn't scream. I, I drink pickle juice with my liquor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll I'll take it. <laughs> so. Everybody, uh, say, I, I don't know even know where they are in these screens, right? But, like, like, it looks like a thumb. Subscribe, it's like a, a big thing. Share, it's like an arrow button that kind of curves the opposite direction. Uh, we don't know these things. Oh, there's a bell on one of our things that we do, right? Like, hit the bell. There's a bell? Yeah, I think that's a subscribe thing, right? Like, on YouTube? I'm not really yeah, sure. Like you got to turn the notifications on. I, I watch a lot of YouTube. If you want me to like do an outro, you can be like, that's it, guys. Thanks so much for watching Bucks and Brews. Please subscribe. Turn on the notifications if you want to get our next uh, – next time we upload, you will know when we upload, and that's about it. We're done. Sounds good. We'll see you guys next week. I officially got fired. <laughs>